Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Substance of Female Experience. This is an addiction and recovery podcast for women only. I'm your host, Cynthia Gomez. Uh, Thank you for listening in. Every story has a beginning. Uh, So let me start uh, by telling you a bit about myself. I am a native Texan. I am a single mother of two. And... um, I also have struggled with addiction for over a decade, uh, cocaine addiction. I have been clean for about seven years, but have relapsed multiple times within that time frame. So I would say more clean time than not, but still, nevertheless, uh, as anybody who has struggled with addiction knows that relapse, unfortunately, is something that is more common than not. Um... I am honest. I will always be honest. I will always present uh, my authentic self to you. Uh, I really have no filters, to be quite honest. (laughs) I'm pretty outspoken and um, not always politically correct. I do tend to curse a lot, so I'm going to ask forgiveness now. Um, But uh, whatever whatever way um, I need to talk or or bring talk uh, into this podcast that is important, um, I'm going to do it. So whether it's uh, nice and clean or raw and nasty, whatever the case may be, I don't need to be famous, but I do need to be of service in whatever way that looks like. I'm not a psychologist. I don't have a PhD. I'm not a researcher. Um, I'm not even a counselor, Uh, although... I will be soon, uh, a licensed chemical dependency counselor, um, also a certified life coach. Um, but none of those really mean anything other than um, they do allow me to work with people that um, may be forgotten in the system, may be put to the side, maybe aren't given the time of day because they don't have the right insurance, whatever the case may be. That is just a means to an end for me. Um, The reality is, is that no initials uh, at the end of my name are mean anything if I don't use them um, to be in service of others. And that is my goal. So I'm not an expert. I don't have all the answers. I am still um, very much in on my own journey. Um, but in that, I feel that, um, I'm an expert about my own experience and my addiction as a woman. So there are experiences that are unique to my story, but also maybe relatable and shared experiences by other women out there. So wherever you are in your journey, uh, you could still be actively using, maybe you are, um, just in the beginning stages of sobriety, or maybe you've been sober 10 or 10 plus years, whatever the case may be. Um, Maybe you're a mother, maybe you're a sister, a friend, a daughter of somebody who has struggled with addiction. Maybe you work in the field, maybe you're a counselor, maybe you're a psychologist, you're maybe you work at a rehab, whatever the case may be. um, I welcome everyone to join the conversation. So really this podcast was born out of my own journey um, in learning about myself because um, in order to change, uh, 
in order for us to change or things to change, we have to change. And before we can do that, we really need to know who we are. And so a lot of this podcast really started as kind of within my own research, my learning, my curiosity about everything as I began to unpack all the stuff. Um, And, you know, my journey has been very long. My story is long. And you all will hear pieces of my story as we go, uh, because trust me, not, it's definitely not, uh, one podcast is not long enough to share it. Um, so it is, it has been a long ride for me. Um, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of detours, a lot of dead end roads, um, you name it. Um, it's, it's kind of been that way, but, um, you know, as a woman, I know that my, there are a lot of complexities that go along with my addiction in my life, right? Things that um, men can't relate to, right? Men aren't mothers. Um, men have, have never, well, that, let me go back. Men are not as likely to have experienced uh, rape or sexual assault within their lifetimes. Um, And I personally, that is where my addiction is born. Uh, My my addiction was the solution to um, not dealing with my um, trauma. So I was um, molested um, several times by caregivers before uh, I hit third grade. And then I was raped uh, twice in my adolescence. So a lot of a lot of shit, a lot of pain, a lot of trauma that I buried um, until I, you know, it reared its ugly head um, and uh, in my cocaine addiction that again, I struggled with for well over a decade. So, um, again, you know, addiction doesn't discriminate, right? But, uh, there have, uh, been some studies on the gender differences between males and females when it comes to addiction. There's still a lot of research that needs to be done. And I have to say that, um, most of the studies on addiction have been done on male rats. Uh, very few have been done on female. So there really is minimal scientific or research-based data that we can really refer to. Did find a study, and we'll, we'll talk about that eventually, but um, I will say that um, there are just, there's really a need to address the fact that there needs to be more customized treatment programs, more trauma-informed treatment programs for women. Um, because let, look, the statistics, 80% of women seeking treatment for substance use disorder report a history of physical and or sexual assault. That is a fact. Um, women with PTSD, which I also suffer from, uh, and substance use disorders present with higher rates of other co-occurring disorders. So Other co-occurring disorders could be depression, could be anxiety, whatever the case may be. 
um, approximately 50% of all women will experience a traumatic event in their lifetime. One out of five women in the United States has been raped at some point in their lives. Women are diagnosed with PTSD at two to three times the rate that men are diagnosed. So th those are just some statistics, right? Again, more more work, more studies need to be done uh, when it comes to women. But one that is interesting also is that um, women of color may face unique issues with regard to drug use and treatment needs. For example, African-American and American Indian Alaska Native women are more likely than women of other racial and ethnic groups to be victims of rape, physical violence, and stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime. These issues are risk factors for substance use and should be addressed during treatment. Um, I think more and more uh, the smart people out there are really looking at the models of treatment uh, when it comes to women with substance use disorders or addiction. Um, unfortunately, the people in power um, don't always listen to the very smart people that recognize the need. Um, and so you have revolving doors in the prison systems with more and more women being incarcerated with uh, coming in with either um, substance use disorder or substance use disorder and something else. And neither is treated when they are incarcerated. So they come out with the same issues if not worse, um, than what they went in with. It's not trying to get on the soapbox, and trust me, we will cover things like that because um, working with women in prison with substance use disorders is a passion project of mine, um, and I am working on that. But um, So there's a lot to be said there, but let me go back to the reason, uh, the reasons, again, this is for women only because... First of all, I don't know what it's like to be a man, okay? Uh, just like a man doesn't know what it's like to be a single mother, um, a single mother that is addicted uh, to a drug. Uh, they may, they do suffer sexual assault and trauma, obviously. Um, that is not discriminatory, unfortunately, either. But um, women do use drugs and respond to drugs differently than men. That is a fact. Um, many times women will use one of the reason, main reasons that they use is because of PTSD, trauma, sexual assault, trauma, violence, um, being victims of violence and things like that. So, Again, a lot of differences, but the reality is, is this podcast does not include men because I can't relate to a man and a man can't relate to me. And I think it's, I feel based on my own journey that it's more important uh, to create a space for women to come in and talk about their, um, the issues that they face, right? And we, we have we have a lot uh, of existing circumstances that um, 
a lot of times we are the providers in the home. Um, a lot of times we are the main caregivers in the home. Um, we are expected to be strong and make the money and take care of the children and things like that. Especially when you look at somebody like me who raised two children on my own with no child support and no support period. Um, so when you look at things like that and, you know, <laughs> also as an addict. So there are just things that, that we face as women that, you know, we don't always seek treatment because it's kind of like the same reason we don't always report sexual assault. One, are people going to believe us? Are we going to be made more ashamed of what happened to us um, as if it were our fault, right? So women, some women don't seek treatment because when they don't have the money, they think that they're going to, you know, I don't have the money to, to get help, so why even bother? Or I don't have anybody to watch my kids. Who's going to work and put the, put the food on the table and take care of my kids if I'm in treatment? Things like that. So, you know, there's just a lot of shit, right, that we as women deal with and have had to deal with um, while also trying to deal with what got us addicted. And either we don't want to deal with it, like me, um, cocaine was my answer to not unpacking that. Um, I didn't want to face it, but we all, as, as you know, sooner or later have to face it, right? So where does it, where do we begin? We begin by understanding um, ourselves. That's really where it started for me. I had to learn why did I spend so many years in a cycle of addiction and self-sabotage, self-destruction, because of something that happened to me when I was in first and second grade and then uh, at the age of 15 and 15 through 17, right? How, how does that still affect me 30 plus whatever years later? I mean, I'm 53 years old now, right? So in all respect. I am a late bloomer. Um, I didn't really start looking at all of this. I didn't start, I didn't, you know, obviously knew the trauma and I, I never really wanted to, I guess, connect the two. But they've always been connected, right? Uh, but I had to understand myself. I had to get to know myself. I had to understand my thoughts, my brain. I had to unpack the trauma and I had to be honest with myself about my behaviors, my actions, my lack of action, whatever. Um, even even though even now drugs aren't present, but that mindset still exists in many ways. So my real journey into self is facing the trauma, and it's really for the first time. So I am totally on this journey with you. I am, again, I don't have the answers. I will never act like I do. I will never pretend as if I know 
here's the here's the magic bullet. This is what's going to save you. This is what's going to help you. This is not 12 steps. Look, all all respect to 12 steps, but this is not 12 steps. This is not a Christian-based podcast. This is just real, raw conversations wherever you are in your journey. I don't give a shit if you're right now shooting up uh, or smoking meth and why you're listening to this, okay? I've been there. I've done that. I know what it's like to want to stop but don't have the power to and don't understand yourself enough to know or don't know enough to to know that really that power is within you. It's it's hard to escape the pain. It's hard to leave something that is so familiar and comfortable and go into the most uncomfortable and unknown space ever. I get it. Trust me. I totally get it. So out of my desire to help women not arrive to the party late like me, um, and and hopefully empower you, find, find that spirit within you, build an abundant and clean life, and also really just want to be a lifelong learner because honestly, we don't stop learning. None of us do. I don't care what expert you see. I guarantee you they themselves are still learning something in their, in their life. They're not, nobody has all the answers, right? I, I don't, uh, again, I don't pretend and will never pretend to know everything, but I do know what it is like to be in that prison that addiction creates. I know what it's like to want to stop but not know how. I know what it feels like to know what the right thing is to do, but somehow still do the total opposite because you're being driven by a craving or, again, so afraid of being everything that you were really meant to be because the bad stuff is easier to believe, right? The shitty stuff is easier to believe about yourself than to believe that you can be this amazing, beautiful creature that God created. I get it. No one may listen to this and maybe doing this is strictly for my own benefit and it's okay. It really doesn't matter because whether there are five or 5,000 listeners of this these podcasts, I will show up every week to spark important conversations, provide a safe space for people to share or just listen, share knowledge I've gained, share important fact and scientifically based based information, bring people to the table who can share their knowledge, research, or experiences, 
I will mostly be here as a woman with a shared lived experience, a guide in the journey that I share with you, and a coach if you want to go further in working toward the life you want, deserve, and can have. So I'd like to say a few shout outs before I wrap this up. And this one's short, but all podcast uh, episodes will not be this short. Um, would like to shout out to, first and foremost, Dr. Gabor Mate. Oh my God, Dr. Mate, you have no idea how much you changed my life. You may never hear this shout out and that's fine, but look, you made me see myself my relationships with my children, my addiction, all of it in such a way that was so eye-opening that I can't even begin to tell you um, how grateful I am, how grateful I am for you and your work and your knowledge. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Mate. Thank you. Um, Mel Robbins, look, (laughs) Mel, I I am a subscriber to your podcast. I love your honesty and authenticity. And I want to thank you for your January 23rd episode specifically. (sighs) You spoke the words I have known for years, even though I knew my purpose was to help those from wasting all of the time that I did. You are a gift in many ways, and I hope we can meet one day. Thanks for the real talk and the the great kick in the ass to just do it. Thank you. To Jay Shetty, Stephen Bartlett, Dr. Huberman, thank you guys because you also really inspire. Just knowing that creating content that people can help people um, and that you guys do it constantly and consistently it's, it's inspiring, and thank you so much for being that inspiration. So um, to anybody that chose to listen to this first episode, it's super raw, I know. But look, I, I was a recruiter for over 20 years, right? I'm a talker, naturally. But this, I have to say, has been seriously nerve-wracking. I hope to get better in the future um, for everybody's sake. But I do hope that you do tune in. And we'll have some great guests already lined up in the next few weeks. Um, But I do want to say this. Look, I'm going to leave you guys with an Albert Einstein quote. We can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. So let's try to let's try to learn about ourselves so that we can do things a different way. And like I said, I am here on this journey with you. I am right here with you and I'm not going anywhere. So hopefully you guys tune in. Let me know what you think about the podcast. If you have any ideas on content or guests or if you want to share your story, please go to substancefempod.com. That's my website. And please just drop me a note. All right. Thank you. Take care.